you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Going to the hurry-up offense. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's McCafe. Get over there, ASA and P. Fill your belly up with a $1 coffee. And Any size. size. Any dollar size. Dollar. It's crazy. Here, Why a, would you not choose the biggest biggest size you can get? Maybe you don't want for a that dollar. much coffee. Yeah, I That's mean, I guess. That's an interesting question there. Like, how many Hank. times do you think people choose a less less than the biggest I can get? I often, I often ask a, a similar question. What person, what kind of self-esteem issues must you have to be in the drugstore and be like, yeah, I'm not going to get the maximum strength? I'm not. I'm yeah, just, right. Get regular I don't need, strength. I don't need my same price. Yes, I do. Look at I would say it's people that are self-aware. People right. that say, you know, if I get this giant cup of coffee, I am going to drink it all, and I will not fall asleep until three in the morning because caffeine affects me in that manner. And I and I am one of those folks. So sometimes We're I will gluttons. get. What country I know, do you think you're I will, in here, Matt? I will get the uh, listen. I'll get the medium coffee if the kids don't clean their plate and there's still some mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. I'll say that's fine. If you're full, you go ahead and throw that food away. I'm not going to make you stuff yourself because I'm a responsible parent. And a All right, responsible I'm a responsible <laughs> host of a program that's devoted to the game of pro football and, sure, the game of life. You but are you responsible, Shaq. It's title <laughs> weekend. It's here, everybody. Here's the sad thing. I want to say this right up front. I don't mean to bum everybody out. We only have three football games left. Mm, yeah. And then it's over. Uh, then what? Then what am I supposed to do with myself? Watch baseball? I guess wait for Game nope. of Thrones? Well, the good news is we have uh, the Combine, you yeah. know, which, oh, which begins. You know, and it's moved back a couple weeks. And so now we've got that in March, which is something that. Oh, uh, I didn't know it was in March. Yes, about that they too. moved it back. So they moved that back to March. You're here in Los Angeles. So why don't you uh, snatch up those little grommets of yours and head over to Pauley Pavilion and watch the most exciting darn basketball team we've seen in a long time in college basketball with Lonzo Ball and company there at Pauley Pavilion. Tickets readily available. You could oh, fill that on, void there. On AM 570, yeah. uh, as coincidence <laughs> yes. would have it. Matt Harmon's here. Here's what I suggest every do in front of the title games 11 a.m eastern time your pal dave once again eternal red zone it's the championship round edition here the wild card round edition the divisional round have already aired and they're through but now nfl network 11 a.m eastern on saturday followed up dave, and can I- you wait but can you explain what that is to me i don't know if i understand it oh well i'm sorry i guess uh you've been living in a cave handsome, i guess Hank, i have under a rock been, you know uh you know how red zone works well yeah. we take this is how we prep you for the uh for the round of action upcoming is we take uh, the greatest moments from let's say championship round weekend and we pretend as though the game's all kicked off at the exact same time Ooh. and we give you the, we give them the red zone treatment oh it's gang a great stuff. idea unless you're the browns it doesn't work out well, right. especially Not in a lot the going mid there. to late 80s. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of sad for them. Uh, or if you're Raheem Moore, you know, then chances are you're probably <laughs> not looking That's divisional round. Oh, that he was ar- divisional yeah, round. He already, so you uh, already ran that last week. He already yeah. took a look at yeah, that you already one. Got, you already got your eyes and on And then, that by one. the way, at uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, also 8.30 Eastern, uh, a.m. Eastern, and then 1.30 a.m., really Sunday morning, NFL pick'em with 
Handsome Hank. I was in there, wasn't I? Yeah. Ike Taylor is on board for this one. Cynthia, Cynthia. Freeland, the Around the NFL Heroes, and the Move the Stick Scouts all weighing in on who's going to win these two title games. So tune in. Um, like I say, the big one, 11 a.m. Eastern. Do, do your That's a lot of Sheck. Are they call, yeah, they yeah, calling it, it the Dama Sheck hour? awful lot of Sheck. Lousy with Jews. Especially that's if you're what, going that, uh, 11, that 11 to noon right there. Yeah. Boy, that is a lot of Dave Dama Sheck yeah. on yeah. channel. And usually less is more. All right, let's get into the hurry up here, <laughs> shall we? And uh, start it off with always, though, handsome. Is it always less is more? With oh, me? I didn't think you caught me saying that. No, I heard um, you. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. Oh. You don't like when we go out for a nice dinner? I do. I do. Out I on like, the town? Is that too much, Dave? But I do like it, but I like it when it's diluted by other people as well, not just us. Hey, we're jumping well, into it here. I mean, really? But by the way, he does everybody respect you? There he is, <laughs> there it Hank. Is. He doesn't respect me, apparently, and yet I'm going to say it. Happy birthday to Handsome Hank. Oh, happy birthday oh, today? Happy guess, birthday. Guess how old he is now. I'm going to go 50. Uh, 50. Well, I can see the gray on the side burns no there. Yeah. 50, really? No, I'm not 50. 50. No way. No. Thank you. I'm going to go, you, uh, I'm gonna no go this is the big 40. It, it, it is. Yeah, uh, it there we go. Where, there we go. 40 Happy years 40 of age. Handsome Hank, British celebrity. Yep. I genuinely didn't see it coming. You know what you do on your 40th birthday, right? Nope. You've got to uh, pound a fifth of Mad Dog 2020 and eat a massive <laughs> piece of prime rib at Lowry's. Is that what you And then did? you throw up in the parking lot and pass out at the corner of LeBray and Wilson. Is that what you did? That's, 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 that's exactly. 40 youthful. That's 40. Numbers <laughs> just an age. Uh, age is just a number. <laughs> I can still puke in a parking lot on cheap <laughs> exactly. booze. Yeah, that's 40. to you. Yeah, Welcome sheesh. to the Handsome Hank Gridiron Pod Program. <laughs> presented by strawberries and confetti. All right, let's get to the hurry up here, shall we? I think, I think he does need a pipe. I think we need to get him a I'll pipe. I'll get a pipe. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's a good look. A two-billed yeah. hat and a pipe. Yep. All right. We'll all right. We'll do proper hellos in a moment. Best quarterback, Final Four of all time. We were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> Producer behind the glass, Ryan Bartlett, floated giggling the idea. I looked at this. What? <laughs> I was giggling when I looked. Because you go through and you're like, oh, that, yep, that's a yeah. potential. Okay. Mm. Yep. And then all of a sudden we get to 97 and 01. And somehow yeah. a Final Four with freaking <laughs> well, Cordell well, yeah, Stewart. I, I with, with, with Cordell Stewart involved is uh, supposed to be some sort of contender. Right below it, you have Steve Young, Troy you Aikman, Joe oh, Montana, and Jim Kelly. <laughs> I, have, I didn't know. There, there's a piece you have of paper Cordell here. Cordell Stewart involved in this. This was put together entirely by, by you. producer Ryan Bartley. You don't, suck I don't, up Bartley. Bartlett, you suck up. Would I bring? I don't believe would I, that. I would float 2001, please. I would not. Fly. I was at the game in yeah. 2001. I watched Cordell Stewart throw three atrocious second half picks. You think I would list Cordell here? Come on. Well, yeah, not but only 97 once, but twice. Cordell. 97 Cordell. <laughs> not though, not yeah. only once, he, but twice he that. made this list for us to consider. Now, may I continue, please? Sure. Please go ahead. Suppose. Ryan Bartlett behind you? the glass threw at me that he feels that this is possibly the greatest Final Four of QBs ever. I disagree. However, I am addressing the uh, QB legacies on game day morning on Sunday. So uh, please uh, check out that. More Shaq. TV. Um, however, uh, like I say, there we go. See, some people, handsome, are cool with I, I'm, I am too. I think that this is a strong one. Matt Harmon, I start with you. I Is mean, this the best you've ever seen? Well, obviously, I have to cross out everything from 1993 <laughs> Before 2000. to below because I don't remember any of that madness. That's uh, too bad. Let's cross out the two Stewart years. So now we're only at 2000. I've never heard of any of those people is what Harmon. Uh, no, no, no. I've heard of them, okay. but I'm not gonna, I've never seen them play football live, so I'm not going to consider that. Okay. So just 2007 to 2015. That is slim pickings for that's, you. That's yeah. slim pickings. A, you, <laughs> yes. you might want to reconsider your uh, relationship with history. I yeah. think that's for this also, you, can, you can probably I take just, 2009 out of that because Mark Sanchez I was going to say, 2009 down. I feel like would be the best contender you got – for Favre, Manning, Breton, and then, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. That's so, a bummer when you get to the yeah, end there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Come on, anchor. Come to oh, Mark. Uh, I think 2014 is actually a pretty good rival. I mean, and um, yeah, not probably not a top three. I mean, I get that you're you're kind about not not. I really do talking think. about ones that you didn't see. Right. But, I don't want to be. It's not that I disrespect history. I just right. you know I don't want to be disingenuous and give an opinion on Boomer Esiason, who I'm much I more fam- much more familiar with his as a broadcaster. Work. Yes. I'll tell you this though. I think that uh, with this quarterback group, you know Antonio Brown. I have found this storyline that has continued on through Title Week nauseating already. I can't I mean I real I know it's significant to the Steelers locker room, but trying to extend it into the Patriots locker room and that it's bulletin board material for New England and so on. I I, I think is 
is foolish. Well, uh, it's never know. bulletin board material. It's the AFC championship game. There right. is no such thing right. as bulletin board material. However. Now they want to win, the Patriots, after hearing Cordell, uh, Cordell after however, hearing Antonio Brown. Yeah, uh, I, I will say it does seem like there has been enough uh, player, former player outrage. Uh, and I don't think it was that it was, you know, Mike Tomlin's uh, vulgarity that was leaked or calling them, you know, the, uh, the a-hole word. I think it was that he's smiling and dancing. I think that's what really upset the, the players. Betrayed. I think yeah, actually, like the the idea that oh, this, Co- this Tomlin is, Tomlin is plainly angry. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it's more. I think it's exactly what you're saying. But I think it's also there are very few moments probably these days for an NFL team that are behind to be closed doors. Yeah. Yes, and there is a ten minute window when they get in back in that locker room before the doors open to the media that, in theory, should be just theirs for the and theirs players alone. And yeah. for the coaches. So in, in other words, and, it should be top secret. I don't know about top secret, well, but it's it's actually. I think Ike, Ike made a great point where it's like he did. He liked to be able to sit with his his buddies who they just played a game. They just won a big game and say, "Hey, you did a great job there," and 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 sort of keep that moment to themselves. That was, I, no, I agree yeah. with that, and that's plainly the sentiment, not just of old timers, but yeah, right. like you say, Ike is. Uh, Ike uh, t- told that uh, little tale uh, nicely about the moments that you have. Uh, it's more like five minutes. I, yeah. I don't even think it's ten minutes that uh, that they get. Either way, I've, I, I'm tired of that story. Okay. And I really do think that while I'm aware that 52 other guys are on the four teams, this is the QB. The, the QB legacies. I can't remember a year where the legacies have loomed so large, positively and negatively, what they could – if Matt Ryan wins, he's a Hall of Famer. Almost, right? Not, he's going to be the MVP – yeah, I don't not know. this game, but if he wins the Super Here's Bowl, the thing, though. Yeah. it's interesting for him. Roethlisberger vaults from being a Hall Just of hold Famer. Hold on, before before you go to Roethlisberger on right. the the Matt Ryan thing. Here's the one I think problem that we have with with our reaction in the moment is we forget that as we are removed from this moment, they're going to look back and when they're deciding on the Hall of Fame, they're going to say, "Listen." The rules made it a passing league. We have Matt Schaub, who had a 5,000-yard passing season. So all of these statistics that you are now putting in front of us aren't necessarily – I mean, we just had Tim Raines go into the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, when we – you know, we're old enough. I, I don't mean to do that to you, Matt. And plus, just, you don't like baseball anyway. I'll just leave. Um, but, but you know, we're old enough to remember Tim Raines was it, man. I mean, Tim Raines and Andre Dawson and those Expo teams were it. But they get to this moment where they're 30 years later and they're like – 280. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's the only amount of home runs, and you just it, it when it's removed from the context of the moment, it just for whatever reason these players are viewed differently. I, it's almost the but it's I I kind of and I wonder if that's going to plague it's Matt the Ryan. other way around almost though for me that you know like Steve Garvey should, and Dave Parker should right. be in the Hall no of Fame because they were dominant and yet their numbers just are right. dwarfed by you know Brady Anderson and uh, and so on. I think. That wide receivers like Cliff Branch are suffering because guy because they're not guys are posted two thousand yard seasons. Right. You know, guys like Lynn Swan are lucky they got in under the wire before people sort of this uh, perceived higher standard was laid out. But Matt Ryan though uh, distances distances himself from other guys because he'll I think he's going to have an MVP and if he has a Super Bowl crown as well, I think he gets close. But that win percentage yeah. isn't great. Yeah. The playoff needs- record won't be great. He'll need one more. I was going to say, he would need to add another season, not quite like this one, but in the ballpark. In the yeah. right. Another Seven. NFC championship game at Which least. he can do. I mean, he's not ancient. I also think Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl. He now, as I have foretold for a half decade now, he will be in that conversation. He I don't care what anybody says. I'd say He'll be in the conversation with Montana and Brady. If That's you're talking it. about the guys that need it the most for their legacy, I think it is Rodgers. Yeah. I think Rogers so will be too. remembered as right now is remembered as a great passer, but the, a second Super Bowl win gets him yeah, as as a great as the, NFL, the, the greatest quarterback. Potentially. The NFL is different than the NBA, where you don't really count Lombardi trophies. I mean, they do a little bit, but With once QBs you do, but once you get multiple. That's when but you enter the conversation. That's, that's, that's the difference. I, and, and I don't mean it's not like, well, Jordan's better than Kobe because it's six versus five. I mean, that's always just like the trump card. It always comes out. Well, if LeBron can get the five, then it will be no question. In the NFL, once you win multiple, people seem to be comfortable having that conversation it's about funny you, you being say the that. best player. It's funny you say that because I feel like if Tom Brady were to lose either of these next two games, you know, he then becomes LeBron – uh, adjacent because first of all, Montana. I know it's I know it's exhausting the narratives, but this you know if you're trying to determine and sports fans like most human beings are interested not just in who's in the conversation but making the list of who the best is. And I I understand that I just I love doing it, and if people don't like it, shame the devil. 
I just I think it's like what more do we need to know about Tom Brady? Like does the next does this really Because Aaron Rodgers everything? is plainly your eyes tell you who's oh, the better quarterback, right? I completely agree with right. you on that. I'm just I don't think that whether he wins or loses these next two games really affects Brady. I think it does. Maybe not right now, but don't be a prisoner of the moment. Think 10 years, 20 years from now. When you look back at the resumes and say, well, Joe Montana was clean. He went 4-0, and and Tom Brady won four, but he also lost three. Yeah, but he won every but division he, championship for 13 them. straight getting years. To, yeah. Getting to Super Bowls is worth something. Yeah. And I'm with Harmon. I, think. I don't disagree that it's worth time. Yeah, but you don't, so you don't get But Jim Kelly's not in the losing. conversation. Nobody – no. When's the last time you heard Jim Kelly's yeah, name? But, he did, but in that's, a a, that's a strong you know argument. He didn't. But Dan Marino is. Dan Marino's in the conversation. Jim Kelly might not be, I but you will still. But you you'll not. still have people that will plant that flag, and Dan yes. Marino is the greatest passer. And that's why I said passer because that's the difference I think, I think now between Rogers, who is a, a better passer even than Marino right. was, but maybe doesn't have the the, the Do quarterback. Do you think that Dan? Mar- but I, I see it's funny. I disagree with you. I've long perpetuated Dan Marino in the conversation. I, as I always will point out, John Elway, his getting to the Super Bowls with those three bum Broncos teams, those rosters were not good, and yet he carried those teams to Super Bowls and lost, and yet he's in the conversation because Terrell Davis delivered too late in Elway's career. That's the difference between Marino and Elway. However, right or wrong, Marino's already sliding out of that conversation. He's nobody's bringing him up anymore. Well, the it's old men still- are. The old men are that had their eyes on him. I mean, and I get, like I said, I'm with Harmon. I just, I, I'm, I, I think this is where I separate from you is I don't care who's number one. I just like the idea of who's who gets to who gets to hang out at that table because, kinda, because I, then I you mean, can make the. I just like the idea that you can make the case for the player, you know. And and I understand that Marino's not necessarily, you know, but there's always that person that. Well, listen, nobody threw a better ball than Marino. Guy threw the best ball that we've ever seen, and those were like you said, bum teams around him. So I will go. Marino couldn't help it that he didn't have the supporting cast that these other guys did. But that's the best thrower I ever watched. I mean, you always get that. I from dig someone. that. I dig all that stuff. Now let's talk about Seven Roethlisberger. If he gets to a Super Bowl, first of all, you say getting there matters. So if he has sure. four appearances yeah. in thirteen years, what if he were to win a Super Bowl? How would you possibly conjure an argument that says, yeah, he doesn't factor in? to the all-time great guy. He has to be top five QBs. I, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. – I, I don't think – I don't know many done. people who are not making that argument. The, the problem oh, I that, think I think people generally yeah. – especially if Lev Bell keeps doing what Lev Bell has done. And it and it is just a – you know, one of the greatest running back stretches that we have ever seen in NFL history. If it's another game like we've seen the last – whatever it's been, 10 weeks straight – you know, I mean, you think about Roethlisberger's Super Bowl resume and you look, and granted, the, the victory over Arizona was something, but a lot of that was predicated on great defense, great right. running game, especially if it is again. Do, you know, I think I almost think that actually helps his case for being a great quarterback because I don't think it gets enough attention now just what an evolution his career has taken. Like, he was, you know, kind of that – what our, our colleague Bucky Brooks calls the trailer quarterback the first time he won the Super Bowl or was even in that era. Then you saw him become, like, a backyard-style quarterback that's flinging it around. But then, like, the last couple of years, he's been a really precise – timing-based quarterback that's run a whole system, and now he's kind of maybe back in that mode where he's being, you know, carried by a running game. I think he gets – I think he should get a lot of credit for being a quarterback that's been able to evolve and change his style with what the team needs. A pliable player. Not bad, Harmon. Not bad. It is interesting, you know, to continue the NBA comparisons. I guess a little bit like uh, Jordan or somebody who extends into the 30s, Jordan's game just completely uh, took a right turn. Roethlisberger used to run around. People forget about it. He used to run all the time and uh, really be much possible to bring down. Uh, It's impossible to bring down, but it's just in the pocket. Yeah, right. Far so Rodgers wins this one. He certainly jumps. He just gets to this game. Does he jump Peyton Manning in your book, Matt Harmon? I think Roger. I mean, Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. That's right. Like he just straight up watching. Nobody does what Aaron Rodgers does, and so I. I think. I think so. I think if he win. I mean, I. I think by the time. All is said and done with his career. I think he'll be the best quarterback he's oh, ever but played. But see, I think you're getting away from the more intriguing line of conversation when you moved off the Final Four. I mean, you're talking about Matt Ryan, who will be this season's MVP. So if he's the oddball in this conversation, so this you've got one? two multiple, you know, Super Bowl winners. You know, two two quarterbacks that have won multiple Super Bowls. You have pretty much what everybody acknowledges the best quarterback we've ever seen in Aaron Rodgers. You have seven if you just rings. Put, you current. put your eyeballs on him, and, and Aaron Rodgers is it. And now you've got the current 
regular season MVP whose offense put up, what, 70 more points than any other offense in the league with a dinged-up Julio Jones and a Taylor Gabriel and no tight end except for Austin Hooper for a little stretch there. Best deep passer in the NFL this year. I mean, it's the only one that might – I mean, the 93 one is I was just going to say 90, 92 and 93, 92 and 93, and 93 are really above, hard above to get over. Good. 93 goes Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Jim Kelly. That's pretty darn tough. It wasn't 75. It's not listed here, but off the top of my head, I feel like 75 had Bradshaw v. Stabler, Staubach v. Tarkenton. Four Hall of Famers. That's, that's going to be hard. Again, 73 is pretty – 73 yeah. is decent as well. With Greasy. With and Greasy as the as – the, yeah. Instead of Bradshaw. All right. I mean, but well, either way, like I say, QB legacies for some this high-end QBs. Really, this really is, good. Uh, this should be this dandy, and yeah. I really do feel like, with the possible exception, like you mentioned, twenty-six. Although I don't think Levy and Bell wins this game for Pittsburgh. I think it's all. I really do think we'll dig in on the game pick yeah. here, but I really well, do because think, the Pats will take it away. I mean, that's, yeah, I just that's, think it's all. Like, they, they have to if they don't, they'll right. lose. That's, if the Steelers are alive by Sunday night, it's because Roethlisberger has uh, has a gem of a game. All right, let's uh, dig in. You, may, I, I mentioned. Uh, Ken Stabler, so that leads us to the Oakland Raiders, who it appears may now be the Las Vegas Raiders. Money, you're always insightful, especially with the California politics and everything else. Well, whatever angle you want to take, go ahead. This is new news. Go I would ahead. say Raiders f- in Vegas. Fate accompli. I don't think there's any question that it happens. Uh, I mean, the the city of Oakland and anybody that's been to Oakland, I've been there a lot as of late, um, just for for family stuff. But it, it is growing. I'm sure they would love to keep the, you know the Oakland market because it is a, a burgeoning marketplace in terms of getting a lot of people to move back in uh, that left. But at the same time, there is no money in California. We have a stadium being built in Los Angeles with all private funding. We had a voter rejection in San Diego. So what better way to kind of get the old traditional NFL model going than to get $750 million in public funds to help someone build a stadium? Clearly the big concern, and I don't think people recognize this, but and I hope it, it works for people listening, but I live in Long Beach. Las Vegas is the size of Long Beach. So when you think of Los Angeles and you think of L.A. and some in San Diego and San, or California and San Francisco and Oakland, I mean, Long Beach is a, a good-sized city, but I would never describe it as like a major metropolis. And you're going to drop an NFL franchise into Las Vegas, which is surrounded by nothing, no. you know? But it's more and more the model that you see – you know, by accident, really, with uh, a lot of NFL uh, game day experiences, which is that the that you know a third of the stadium is visiting fans. You know, and Vegas yes, yep. is going to be those games are going to be populated well, by you know. I mean, there'll be and LA fans. There'll and be a they'll lot be populated of by LA. LA is an e- is an easy the, drive yeah. to get there or forty minute flight. flight. Yeah, yeah, you're up in there and then you're back down. And yeah. a lot of people, if you aren't uh, hip to to rooting interests in Southern California. A lot of people will tell you, even in 2017, the most beloved L.A. team is the Raiders. And it's not even close. And it's not close. If they they had moved here, then they they would But but the point is that the the sad irony for both the Rams and Chargers could be that while there are games or a game going on in Los Angeles – some Los Angeles-based football fans are going to be making the drive yeah. to Vegas. I mean, let's just say they're in Vegas. I'm sorry to cut you off. Let's just say they're in Vegas this coming year. I mean, this year they play, I believe it's the NFC and AFC East. So you're you're a Giants, you're an Eagles. I mean, that's not the road trip game that you're going to. I was going to say. Right? That's, I, I, that's like the no-brainer. I think they're really counting it on it being they better. A, one hell of an yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah, they better. The interesting thing you say if they're, they're there this year to watch is that we've never had this before in the league. There's a possibility that they will play in Oakland for at least another year yeah. before moving maybe two. to Vegas. Cause it, maybe two. And that will be a very strange experience yes. for a city of fans to say, well, we know you're out of here. What possibly makes you think that we be like be when Kiss tickets? took the makeup off, like the black yeah. hole, they'll cut to them. They're just uh, yeah. people in their street clothes. <laughs> we, we, were, we were talking uh, about shrugging <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. Whatever. We're talking no. about exes before we got on uh, got on the air here, and I think that's going to be like living two years with your ex. Yeah. After you said, hey, we're, we're, we're splitting up, but I'm like all me and my stuff are still going to be here. But not only that, I'm actually actively planning in the next two years it, to move into my dream house with my new one. The one difference, though. It could though, be a literal black hole where it sucked everyone <laughs> into it. The, There's uh, just nothing there anymore. The one difference that the Raiders have going for them that, that the Chargers didn't, and anybody that went to a Charger game this year saw the place was vacant. I mean, because of all, you know, they were a bad team. And that happened at the Coliseum with the Rams in their inaugural season in L.A. The difference is the Raiders are good, you know, right. and people will go see good football. So even if they are going to Las Vegas, if this is another 12 or 13 win team, 
you're still going to get that place to be I, full with I Raider agree, fans. but I as um, I uh, you know I guess a curmudgeon is uh, why is why I'll, I'll say this. I really didn't like it when the Colorado Avalanche were really good. They they could have won a Stanley Cup in uh, in Quebec in the uh, in the Nordique yep. blue. Instead, they move out to Colorado. The year they get there, they win the Stanley Cup. What the, the what were the local fans like? Yay, our yeah. team! I was the one satisfying. The if, one if thing. they win it in Vegas, I'm going to be really bummed for Oakland fans. And by the way, Bay Area football fans, all of a okay, sudden wait a now, now. Wait a minute now. Five you live, years. Hold out, on. Five years later, all of a sudden, Bay you, Area football fans, the closest they can get to a pro football game is an hour's drive. That's You rough. live in Los Angeles. It's the AFC championship game in Las Vegas, Nevada, and you are not going to go to that game, and you're not going to make a weekend out of it. You're not going to say, this is the greatest thing ever. And plus, the other thing that they're doing, and it's I what, guess. That's true. what we're going to experience here, and, and I'm telling you, my friends hate me because I am. I think I'm one of the only people that has been chirping about this, probably because I'm one of the only people that cares about soccer in, in the sports media. So I've been to StubHub Center a million times to watch international yeah. friendlies or Galaxy games. I've been there for Galaxy games, too. That is going to be unreal. Yeah. I mean, it's it is going to to be unbelievable yes. what it's going to be like to watch a football game in that stadium. I don't I, think people that have not been there they don't really understand. understand. They like, really don't. I, I tried to make that point on, on Twitter like when the move was first announced and people were responding like, well, what do you mean? How different is it going to be? I'm like, guys, I cannot under, different like, understand. Different than anything you have ever seen in your life. It is smaller than any college venue I've it's ever been be to. Gr- I really it would be think that would be fun to do that. Yeah, so, and, and, and by the way, that team's going to be good, too. Exactly, yeah. and that's what the Raiders are talking about doing. Vegas is not going to be an 80,000-seat right. Jerry Dome. It's going to be, be a 50,000. Really nice. And 50 is a lot more than 30, but I think this is going to kind of kickstart a trend. Uh, this, in, was a fun conversation. Yeah. this was a fun conversation until right. money had to jump in on uh, the soccer stuff. All right, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Yes, hi and Hello. And welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, again presented by McDonald's McCafe. A fun enough conversation. You may notice I'm not 100% dialed in on what you guys are talking about. Hmm. It's an important matter. What's it awaits my eyeballs, my heart. What has you distracted? My gut. Sunday, Foxborough. Hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Fandom. New mm. England Patriots. That's right, Matt. Martin. The emotions of a fan. You know, I want to get it as soon as as overrated inside. We have a lot to discuss here, namely our game picks. But money, I really do want to jump in with you. Let's not do it now. But I want to get your thoughts about a week ago, a prominent um, sports radio host essentially conceded what people inside and, uh, you know, relatively uh, dialed in uh, listeners already have known and have known for a decade that. You know, a lot of these prominent debate guys who do it on the radio or on one of the debate TV shows conjure their opinions for intrigue rather than truth. They're not trying to be right. They're just trying to to uh, take a minority Outrage. opinion. Right. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying to stir the pot. And one of these prominent guys said, "I'm not trying. It's not about being right. It's about being uh, uh, about being intriguing." And to me, isn't that basically saying like, yeah, I'm just WWE. I'm yep. not. I'm not real. I'm not. Don't, don't take me for real. And, and and if that's the case, then why listen or why watch? I think it's uh, one of the reasons why. And and I guess I'm going to uh, to give you a little wash in here, wash you up, Shaq, because the things that you are impassioned about, you are. You know, when when you're talking about uh, a nice scrambled egg versus an over easy, I mean, you can see it. We can see it in your eyes. We can hear it in the tone of your voice. And then the response that you get from your guests that are part of your show, you'll hear it from them because it is something that is important to them. And I think there is there should be and I don't think it's an innate ability. I think if you just pay close attention, you can tell when someone is sincere. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll be very defensive. You'll see them kind of clench their jaw a little bit. You know, if you're attacking their position and. You know, you watch those debate shows, and what do you see? You see guys in, in Ray-Ban aviators and $2,000 suits, you know, slinging opinions all over the place. And if you disagree with them, they're like, all right, whatever. Next topic, ding, move on. And and I think that's – It just feels lame There to is me, a lack of really, sincerity. Yeah, yes. right. It just feels odd to me then once you concede that, where do you go from there? Yeah. I, I, it's odd to me. Anywho, we'll talk about that in the offseason. We have months and months to fill. They all suck. Sorry. Meantime, figure I'll put a well said. Studio yeah. 66 loaded for bear here. Let's start off with the man whose voice you hear there. He is one half of the best radio show in all the land. AM 570 is how you check it out. You Pedro contributed to it the other day. A big thank you, Sheck, through oh, the yeah. text. Uh, on Los, yeah, I pointed out uh, bosom buddies uh, <laughs> that uh, Sonny, somebody wrongly said Tom Hanks played the character Sonny. No, no. 
Sonny was the girlfriend of Tom Hanks in that. The Fox, Donna Dixon, who I believe is still married to to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And I think I, I killed Scolari, as a matter of fact. I, I, had, <laughs> I, was, I was extremely wrong in Tom Hanks' uh, co-star. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's dead. I think he's been dead for a while. <laughs> no, very much still alive. <laughs> oh, and also, we want to keep tabs on that. Uh, make sure you tune in. It's one of the great uh, serials going in, uh, in American pop culture right now. Matt Money Smith v. Uh, what is it, Garden Grove? The city of Garden Grove. Garden Grove with a parking yes. ticket. Precedent, a right precedent setting ticket. case. A, uh, a robot camera snapped me, allegedly, uh, wrongly, making a right turn. Not a left turn, not blowing a red light, but a right turn on red. There was no sign that says no turn on red or anything like that. Um, and my uh, attorney, Sweet James Bergener, and I are going to take this all the way to the top, and we're going to try oh. to get that robot cam torn down. We are, we are going to tear yeah. it down. All the robots. Exactly. There's only a couple left in Southern right. California. This is one of them. So we are uh, planting this our flag. There, I feel like this should be a 30 for 30 or something. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. <laughs> Eventually. I, yes, but, but I'm shot dead on the steps of the courthouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the perfect end. Yeah, By a robot. By a robot. Obviously. Um, all right. Here he is, everybody. It's Matt Money yeah. Smith. Chicago guy, and he hosts the NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money! Skateboarded as a kid. Matt Money! He's on with damn shit. Matt Money! He's Matt Money Smith. Uh, there Star it is. If you're a yep. listener, we appreciate it. I realize I gotta zip this up. Download on I iTunes and all that. Shirt in, in that video. If you oh, want to go to, the, if yeah. you want to take it to the next level, go ahead and uh, look at NFL.com/ddfp and watch the uh, great. the ddfp, and you can see the music video that accompanies that. It features Cynthia Freeland and Handsome Hank. Speaking of whom, is seated to my immediate left. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fans. Sure, our fan. It was a it was a magical season for you. All it was fun. Considered. I really Adam Gase, it. you're building towards yeah. something. Couldn't get over the hump this year, but uh, just the same. We're looking forward to uh, another week at, in a Super Bowl city. We'll uh, we'll continue our culinary mm. tour across. We made our America. first booking. We should make oh, more yeah. as well. Bernadines. Okay. Oh yeah, Matt. Maybe Matt Money. I always tag along. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. All right, here he is, everybody. It's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How will you spend uh, Championship Sunday? I will be here in in NFL media watching both games. I'm looking forward to. It. I might bring. I've I've kind of created a tradition that um, it's not official. We're, we're three years in, but my son likes to come and watch Championship Weekend or Championship Sunday with me in the office. So That's I may very do that. Sweet. I depending like that. On yeah, depending on on whatever. What From TV? What, what monitor will you watch it on? Which monitor? Yeah. Uh, the what I've got two in my office. Okay, I, so you'll yeah. just sit in your office. Like yeah. you won't go amongst I might the wonder, folks in the newsroom. I might wonder room amongst, amongst the people. You're, you're bringing the boy, but then you're gonna. Sit, yeah, that's what I mean. I thought a, that's kind of no, was no. part of it. Yeah, well, you know? maybe. I mean, it has been in the past, but it's not like I'm gonna like go from screen to screen. Okay. I'm, be I'm, that way. I'm doing what I do. What are you doing? How will it you be as time. a Steelers fan? If I'm not there, if I'm yeah. not in attendance, which is my preferred way. I, I'm, if, is there still a chance you might attend Foxborough? Fly to Foxborough. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I think it's just, you know, Coach Tomlin and the guys have worked awfully mm-hmm. hard this past year. I think I owe them, at minimum, my undivided attention. Goodbye, world. I'm closing the blinds. I'm right. in the dark. Goodbye, children. Yep. Goodbye, Out of the house. Goodbye. You know, it's time to focus in. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to have my fun. That's fine. When it's I time agree. to get serious. That's, what, uh, that's, that's I, get serious. I, I know we're going to get deeper into this. Yeah, we are going to get deeper but, into but, this. But um, based on percentage chance of winning in your brain that you believe your team has, uh, would you still take what is a five-and-a-half-hour flight there, six-and-a-half-hour flight home, knowing that that six-and-a-half-hour flight home could have you sitting there lamenting a loss? Like, that, to me, the – the risk is so much higher than the yeah. reward because you still have that six-and-a-half-hour flight home even if they win. Back in uh, January of Ot 2. <laughs> yes, Ot 2. I jumped on a uh, on a plane. Got on that bird. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I did. Popped a bird. Took a red eye mm-hmm. to the banks of the Three Rivers to watch what was assumed at the time to be a coronation 
an AFC coronation of the best team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They merely had to get through. The upstart Patriots, who survived only on a wonky tuck rule call against the Oakland Raiders. Everybody knew what was going to happen there. I mean, listen, I I knew there was a puncher's chance of what could happen there. I didn't know how I was going to walk out of the stadium (laughs) three and a half hours later. Heartbroken. (laughs) Devastated. For his part, Cordell Stewart, I remember listening as I made my way back to the airport to return to Los Angeles on the the four and a half hour flight. I remember uh, being uh, Cordell being interviewed and asked uh, Cordell, um, you you're pretty upset about the result here. No, not at all. Sometimes <laughs> the best team doesn't win. That was his sentiment. Well, guess what, Cordell? Sixty five thousand other people were sick about it. Three hours. <laughs> then I had oh. Then, no, up then. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, there's I'm more. Sorry. There's more. Yeah. There's more. I forgot to mention. So confident was I in the Steelers going to the Super Bowl in New Orleans, Louisiana, that uh, I, I had to pull some strings. Our, our mutual pal, uh, Kimmel, yep. was, uh, was on Fox at the time doing his pregame picks. So he had some tickets in New yep. Orleans, great seats. Uh, I was there with him. New, you were there as well? I was there with him. As a matter of fact, it's one of the greatest. It is one of the greatest moments. Uh, were you? Were, did you go? I was there. So, so yes, recall, because he – picked the Patriots, which nobody did on Fox. And That's yes, right. I walked into the stadium with all you guys and all these Patriot fans. Jimmy might as well have been the mayor of Boston. <laughs> How excited they were when they ended up winning because he was the only guy that took the Patriots. Uh, speaking to what you were talking and, about earlier. And that he was there and he had to be watching his back at that time because uh, Howie Long had uh, had mentioned that he wanted to murder Kim. He, he did. He wanted to murder Kimmel, he did and, and this was the guys did not take Kimmel's humor uh, right as he kindly. was transitioning out of doing stuff for Fox. Yes, so this was his last shot. Yes. He figured let's uh, let's throw the hail mary, here and they were the, a ton of haymakers. Go with the Patriots. Cousin Sal, I I'm pretty sure went the other way in that one, and I think he was very sad. Yes, did <laughs> because not go I well. was seated right next to him for that one, and I can uh, attest that he he was especially down in the yep. dumps after that Steelers loss to the Patriots. So he figured. Well, they won't do it again. I, I, that's all I'll say yeah. on that. And a hell of an interaction with Phil Simms on that trip, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> there were many great things about that one. One that was not so great was um, on the sun, on Super Bowl Sunday, we went to Crystal's. And, uh, and in the middle of the day, I had, uh, we, we had uh, a bunch of oysters. And, um, Didn't sit well, huh? Well, I made it through the game and everything else. And then, but then the next morning yeah. in a hotel room – with the diabolical Cousin Sal, the mixer of all mixers. You know uh, Cousin Sal from uh, from uh, the Kimmel Show and so on. He is, you know, he's not just playing a character on that show. That is he, him. Yes, he constantly pokes and prods you. I always say he is the greatest co-worker in America as long as you are not the target of it. <laughs> well, I, I threw on a food sick for the ages in a hotel room with Cousin Sal. Tor- I mean, that was a... I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It was just the worst thing. But anyway, (laughs) so I made my way and was forced to go to this game. I said, well, I'm not now I'm not going. I'm not making the trip to New Orleans. The Steelers have lost on the plane ride back to L.A. I wasn't going to go. I was forced into doing it. Three years later, I summoned uh, the courage, the guts, the grit again jump back on a plane. This time it was uh, more in peril. It was the 15-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers with rookie Ben Roethlisberger looking to defy history and become the first rookie QB to take his team to a Super Bowl against the uh, the looming dynasty, the New England Patriots, 13-3. and It was one degree at kickoff. I, it didn't make a difference what uh, what the temperature was outside because yeah. I wasn't human anymore. I'll, I'll walk with a limp forever from that result. I thought that was going to be the one. They lost that one. Yeah, they well, did a little bit. What a tragic tale. Now? Now you know better. Now it's time. Now you can the, go to Sonny McLean's in Santa Monica yeah. and torment those Patriot fans. Now it's time wear your for the Foxborough denizens to taste the bitter pill. <laughs> All right, let's uh, – All right, sorry. Here's also uh, Matt Hart. Bit of a departure. Yeah, say hello yeah. to Matt Hart. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> hey, Matt. Reception I'm, Perception, one half of the fantasy hipsters. Um – Oh, big Dave Matthews fan. Oh, beautiful. We'll get you proper intro music. I was going to say all this all this intro a, music, all this talk of Super Bowl plans. DMB. Nothing I'm involved in. All 
right. Hey, one uh, one quick request Thank you for here. Football that, by the way. baby <laughs> is uh, continuing his tour. There are only three games left. Let's make sure he gets out to uh, both stadiums this weekend. Go to at Damashek on Twitter. There you'll find uh, the PDF of football baby. Make sure he gets into the stadium. Even Foxborough. He was all over Arrowhead on Sunday, and uh, he came out unscathed. His picks are upcoming for you before the game, of course, on NFL.com and on Twitter. Um, let's move on now, though. Here's a, Before we make our proper picks here, let's get to it here. We introduced her a week or two ago. We decided we needed a sideline reporter for this show. Why should they only be devoted to game action when uh, when NFL media, the, uh, the the campus here, is crawling with uh, football glitterati? So sideline reporter Savvy caught up with our pal, number 24, Ike Taylor, for, uh, for a quick uh, little hmm. session here. All right, Dave, does this face look familiar to you? We're here with Ike Taylor in the green room, sideline Savvy here, asking the hitting questions. Out of the four quarterbacks left, who would you not want on your starting roster? Who would I not want on my starting roster? So is Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Tom Brady. I don't want Matty Ice. Explain yourself. Why? You don't want the Cause probably I'll, the MVP of 2016 on your roster. So between, between the four guys, the three that I named, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, are what champions? They're Super Bowl champions. Thank you. All right. You heard it here. Ike Taylor in the green room. Back to you, Dave. By the Dave. way, she's Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very big, right. big call running. out there at the Love end. What a twist. <laughs> very Side professional. Line savvy. Yes. Ike is chewing. There's clearly a microphone that's not plugged in because it regularly drops, yet the audio is totally fine. <laughs> a lot going oh, on that, in that we video don't need, We don't need that sort of criticism. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. All right, let's get to it now. We've been doing it since September. Let's round it out here. Well, we'll do them in, the, in Houston, but I don't know if I'll care by that point. It's time for the championship round edition of the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red, Red Challenge, Challenge Flag Picks. Yeah. Woo. Woo. How exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. Wow. What an achievement. Let's start it off with the uh, the early game here in Atlanta. The one that uh, Sideline Savvy and Ike Taylor were just debating mm. about here. Here we go. Matt Harmon. Packers. Falcons for the Super Bowl. Choose. I am taking the Packers. Whoa! Oh, two, two red flags, flags thrown. Right? Did I take Matt the Money Smith? I, think I did. Handsome Hank. I'm Your gonna stick back. with the Packers. I could go either <laughs> way on this one. I don't know. This one feels like it. Well, listen. I'll let you talk about it. Go. Well, ahead. I should ride the Packers because I think I was on the island last week. Is the only one that took them. But here's my concern. We watched uh, Des Bryant win a 50-50 ball. We watched uh, Ezekiel Elliott destroy that defense uh, running the ball. We watched Des, you know, or Dak Prescott after a miserable first half light him up despite a an 18-point deficit, and it spoke to all of the things. That's why I didn't feel as good about my island pick and the red challenge flag picks because kind of what I said started to happen, and then what I predicted did not happen, which is the air would be let out of the Jerry Dome and the Cowboys would roll over. Uh, instead, they rallied because of what everybody else had mentioned, and that's that defense is not good. That defense uh, leaves a lot to be desired, and when you have the type of weapons that Atlanta has, I just get the feeling that this is going to be a shootout, and this time the Falcons are going to come out on the right side. I, it, I mean, I, it's so easy when you have big offenses. Oh, there's, this one's going to be a shootout. But, I mean, for real, I can't yes. see any way around no. this one. And I don't think the, – the, the one way that it isn't a high-scoring one is if Devontae Freeman gets off, but I just don't think that's going to be the way it goes down. I think that, they, that the Packers – will be able to take him away to some degree at least, and it's just going to be about the the two QBs shooting it out here. Handsome, how say you? I don't agree that they will be able to take him away. I think between him and Tevin huh. Coleman, I think I think they're going to get the running game going, and I think that will be the difference. It's not a good defense in it's Green not, Bay right exactly. now. It's yeah. not a good defense in Green Bay, and the Falcons' defense, I think I've been saying this the whole season, I mean, getting behind the the Falcons' defense is a lot better than people assume it is. I think Aaron Rodgers never beaten a uh, Dan Quinn led defense, which is which is something. And something. obviously, he's never been played at hasn't been met them at that le the level he's playing at now. But I just I think overall, 
the Falcons' defense has been underrated all season, continues to be, and I think they'll find ways to, to at least slow Rodgers down. Well, I didn't take the Packers in Dallas for all the songs I sing about Rodgers because of the lack of Jordy Nelson, and obviously overcame that. And it's already, as much as people are celebrating Rodgers, we've already kind of forgotten that detail last week. That's what makes the Rodgers performance in Big D even more stunning. Sure. That he did it without his, his best uh, guy. One more thing about that Dallas game. I said it earlier in the week, but I really do don't want uh, the, the, the train to leave the station before we really talk about this. How crazy was it that Mike McCarthy went for a 56-yard field goal? I mean, if he missed if, – if, that's a crazy yeah. kick yeah. to attempt in that situation. I didn't think it was – I thought strategically it was loco. And if he misses it, the, the Cowboys basically have to make literally 10 yards in 90 seconds to win the game. I, I, I really was stunned by that. How, how um, much trouble – I don't know that they would, you know, get rid of McCarthy or anything else, but there was some of that noise, don't forget, two and a half months ago. If they lose the game, that's a pretty – not just – I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, boy, hanging onions and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But his long of the year was 53. I think he had only that attempted like two or three 50-plus yard field goals all season long. But Mason Crosby's – I mean, he's nails. He's the nails. Guy, I mean, the guy makes every playoff field goal you ask him to make. So I'm not saying it wasn't a bold move. It certainly was. It was 56 yards. But, I mean, I just think it's because of that defense. You just mentioned it. It made yeah. more sense than punting it away and not at least taking a shot at also, trying to get you, the lead. Could you imagine the reaction if he had punted the ball in that right. situation? Right. That's just such a passive move. Like, oh, I would have I would have been disgusted if he had punted it, quite frankly. Really? Yes. I just felt if like he had I, as gone he gone for it. I thought, well, they're especially, not doing but, but Especially with the momentum the Cowboys offense had. It, didn't, it right. wouldn't feel like something yeah. where it's like, that well, whole I'm a, I believe in my defense. Right. There's no reason. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, who are you believing in? What it, we, yeah. All right. No, I just as he was trotting out there, I thought, well, this is they're not really going to try this now. This, oh, this isn't the yeah, situation. Yeah. It's basically giving them the ball at midfield if he misses it. Pretty All crazy. Right. We're talking about bold for Mike McCarthy is still kicking a field goal. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> that was also why it was surprising. All right. Matt Harmon, now dig in here, and we're going to do a little sub-segment within the Red Challenge flag segment here. Ooh. You are the author, the creator of the Much Ballyhooed Reception Perception. You're working with Next Gen Stats as well to determine or already have the top 10 wide receivers in tight coverage Lay it on us. What are your findings? Right. So we've got one through five right there on the on the screen if you're watching. And number one, I think, is a surprise for a lot of people is Devontae Adams leads the NFL with the best catch rate in tight coverage. Uh, you would not have said that in 2015 when all he did was drop a lot of passes. You also got Julio Jones at number four. He's playing this weekend, too, in that same game. I think everybody kind of expects that. Another surprise might be Stefan Diggs at number five. You know, he's a little dude. He's played a little bit in the slot, but he's I think he's a star in the making. And then, you know, six through ten, you've got Anquan Bolden, who I think we could probably just rename this metric the Bolden score. What? You know, so what tested. defines tight coverage? So tight because coverage. Because I would think Antonio Brown's in double coverage every week. Des Bryant sees double coverage every week. How are they not on the, on this list? Well, we'll get to the the Antonio Brown thing in a second. But what defines tight coverage for next-gen stats is when the receiver has less than a yard of separation from the defender covering him. And how much of it do you think is because some of the quarterbacks on that list, like Aaron Rodgers, are willing to make those throws where some quarterbacks would just look and away? And are more because, precise with right, those throws. With, right, exactly. Well, Rodgers, who you spoke of there, he has a 53% completion rate when throwing into tight windows, okay. and that's the best in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that makes a huge difference, and I think you see Adams and Rodgers, it's a great example right there, that just – precise connection within tight coverage. So that makes a huge difference. There's a, a little bit of lap over. I also wrote the top 10 most aggressive quarterbacks throwing into tight coverage. There's a little bit of overlap between who's on that list and uh, who's on this list as right. well. So there's definitely a quarterback and receiver relation there. But in, in terms of Antonio Brown, why he doesn't pop up on this, although he does have uh, a 48.1 conversion rate there, which is above the league average, he's not one of the leaders because – he gets a ton of separation all the time. I'm writing a piece today on the top ten number one receivers that have, have the best separation scores, and he's number one on that list. That kind of makes uh, right. sense. All right, I That's his know, best I, skill. I, I didn't have the uh, you upset You upset Dave by not. I did, did not But then I, we're, we're bringing it back. You brought it back. You also, managed to find a list but, he is number one on. So, so part – I, I legitimately would think Devontae Adams notwithstanding that part of it is also that uh, these aren't uh, burner guys as uh, – as are, although Julio Jones is. there's So some guys, obviously, that's why you have a lot of different – you can't just look at one metric to evaluate a wide receiver's play in whole. Uh, there's this 
obviously skill where you we win balls in contested situations, but there's also getting open. And some players like Julio Jones pop up in the top ten on both lists, and that kind of shows you that they can do a little bit of everything. Des, to me, is still the number one contested ball or however you want to call it, 50-50 ball or yeah, whatever. His 50-50 balls are 90-10 balls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just that there's yeah, yeah. nobody better than him. He, he and Dak got a lot I, better I always used to that. say Megatron got all the got a lot of credit, deservedly so, but I still would take Dez. If you yeah. said, like, you got one you got one throw into the end zone, double cover, who are you going to take there? That would be the guy I would want there. All right, good stuff uh, there, Harmon. And, uh, yeah, I you know, I got this one. I think I had it 34-30. For the Packers, wouldn't be surprised at all to see the uh, the Falcons emerge victorious there. All right, let's move on to Foxborough. I'm going to give this one to Handsome Hank for the AFC title. The Pittsburgh Dave, Steelers. I've thought New about England it. The England Patriots. Oh, Please, may I do? Yeah, yeah, you carry on. But let's, can we <laughs> cut that bit where I said where yeah. I said words? I'd like to. Dave. Can this? Can the proceedings have a little gravity to them, yes, please, please, handsome? Right, Do we have any NFL films music that we can score this with? I want the whole thing scored. Oh, jeez. Sam Spence style, handsome Hank, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots. Choose, Dave. I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh-huh. Bah! Oh! All right, Matt Harmon threw red with me too. I love it, Matt Harmon. You start. Tell us why Handsome Hank is wrong. <laughs> Wait, money may <laughs> want to may, money may <laughs> want to throw a red. I want to say before he took the Steelers. No, I'm throwing oh. two. I took the Steelers. Oh, that's yeah, a, is I that right? It. I did. Oh, three to one. That's you just don't have to pander. To, they were, these are close. These are tough picks, man. These, this was not easy. I labored a lot of. Also, I will admit that I have I picked the Steelers earlier in the week. So either way, I'm. So you're hedging. I'm surprised that 80 percent minimum of the so-called experts out there aren't picking the Patriots in this one. Armin, explain why you're now. I remember. I think this is close. Also, <laughs> it, just, it just came to me. You know, this is going to be, in my opinion, we talked about the first one being a real heavy shootout. I think this ends up being a low-scoring game, and I mm-hmm. like Pittsburgh a little bit better in there because of 26. Le'Veon Bell is playing at a level at the running back position that we haven't really seen in the last few years, and I, I really like him to lead this. I think, and if it comes down to a low-scoring game, I think I trust Pittsburgh's defense right now a little bit more than New England's. Hmm. Boy, oh boy, I'm surprised by that analysis. Just it seems hard to depress the point totals of uh, the of the Patriots. Seems like they they don't play low scoring games. I think this that year. I, oh, even though they, they they could have last week, you know, had Brock not reminded us that he's Brock Osweiler and threw all those picks. If, you know? tech, if Texas have a, a a better quarterback, I think they win that. Game. Yeah, I think they would have won that. Game. And I, for me, it's it's just basically it's confirmation bias because it was something that we talked about last week. You know, I said yes, it, the Patriots are going to win. But they're going to get the crap kicked out of them. I mean, physically, they are going to be beat to hell. And that is going to have a carryover. And as someone that, you know, does some college football, I saw it and I knew it. As soon as I watched that Wisconsin-Ohio State game that went to overtime that Ohio State won, I said, listen, they got to go to Happy Valley. They're going to play a physical Penn State team. And you will see a carryover effect because Wisconsin beat the snot out of Ohio State in that game. They are superior talent to Penn State, but they'll lose because they're just beat. And and I know the Patriots get that extra day, but man, did they get beat up by the Texans in that game? I, I would normally agree with that. The Seahawks, the the week after playing the Seahawks, that used to be a, uh, yeah. a really carryover to see how teams performed the following week. But I feel like it's at minimum offset by the When's fact the that the Steelers – When's the last time you saw Tom Brady get hit like that? I know, but yeah. the Steelers Repeatedly. played in right cold arrowhead on Sunday night, and Levy and Bell in particular took a took a beating. And yeah. So I think it's a watch. Okay, but if Tom Brady's not, not at, let's say, 80%, now how do you feel about LeGarrette Blunt carrying the load for the well, Patriots? Well, you say confirmation bias. We did sit here a week ago and talk about the fact that, uh, that I think we all like the, the chances of Clowney and Merciless heating them up. Yeah. And so they did. I don't see the Steelers duplicating that. I'm, it, James Harrison not going to do it again? I don't know. I'm talking about inside pressure. I don't know what they're going to do, and they can't really – I, I, you know, it's pick your poison, as they always say with Brady. But, you know, if you're trying to apply inside pressure on him, then you're taking a defender I mean, you out of his line of sight. Right. Yeah. You hey. get edge pressure from Bud Dupree and, and you know, who's, uh, who's going to be all those three and five step, get gonna, rid of it fast. Right. Oh, and yeah. They, and they're going to match Dion Lewis. They're going to make Dion Lewis a, a matchup nightmare for those Steelers linebackers. I, I think that, that to me, is the issue is that the – the Patriots have always found ways to to match themselves up well against the Steelers' defense, yeah. and the Steelers just do what they do, which is which is successful. But 
the, New England knows exactly what they're going to be facing when they, I want to say I want to say all my analysis is blatantly colored. No, I refuse. No, I know Matt Money Smith, Matt, Matt Harmon, no and Handsome Hank, and nah, myriad others like on. to call me a homer, and I can't see straight. I don't call oh, you. Oh, I homer. see straight. I see straight, but not this week. I'm picking the Steelers. I I believe me. In my in my gut, I can see why yeah. the Patriots would have thought Hank game, would be on Patriots. But there's no Island, way I'm gonna right? say <laughs> the red challenge flag picks. There's no chance I'm I, I would take the Patriots in this one. Listen, this is a tall no, should order. You? No should this you. is a tall this is as tall an order as Roethlisberger has faced in his career. And really it is the difference for him. He is going to the Hall of Fame. I do there are a lot of people. Ike Taylor sat here two days ago and explained in in really compelling detail why the Belichick will take away the the scariest weapon yeah. on the other team because of his particular running style is that it's hard to scheme for. Willie McGinnis, I talked with him as well. He also sees that. In fact, he also was talking about the difficulty in matching up with Antonio Brown for spe- specifically Malcolm Butler. All those details notwithstanding, Belichick will figure out how to not make – 26. Like, like he figured out how to sh- make Peyton Manning beat him last year, you know, with the Bronco right. defense and a running game that had come alive in the last few weeks. I mean, you know, that's the thing. People forget. They're not a, they're not infallible. I mean, right. the, the, the Ravens went in and beat them. The the Broncos beat them last year. I mean, they've been beaten, you know. They've, they, a, they've been yeah. overmatched. I, I know, but I also know this. Here, I'm going to wake up and win with this thought. Roethlisberger is aware we talked with him I because I talked to him to 10 minutes doesn't mean I'm inside his head but I talk with a lot of people who do know him better and he's aware of his legacy he you know he he is one of those guys who understands that the chips matter when uh, when his career resume is evaluated and all that well certainly then he's aware that it all rides on his shoulder on his right shoulder this weekend I really do believe that I don't think that's the way I really think I, listen, if they think we're just going to go up there and we're going to pound them with 26 all day, I just don't think that's that, – that certainly – But how many teams go insane, we're not going to let Le'Veon Bell beat us? The way you beat the Steelers with as erratic as Ben Roethlisberger has been as of late is to stop 26, and what has happened? He has wrecked right. shop on each and every yeah. one of those teams. Roethlisberger knows that that's the a Patriots good and Tom defense. Brady have owned him. He knows that in his career, they have never – just as I always say – the Bengals can talk about rivalry with Pittsburgh and Baltimore all they want. Well, then beat one of those teams right. in a game of significance. Then we can have that conversation. Same way, Big Ben surely is aware of the fact that Tom Brady's uh, Patriots have owned his Pittsburgh Steelers for the entirety of his mm-hmm. career. But you know what? But not in the playoffs. That's what's weird. Yeah. Like, these two teams have – what have they met? Once? Once when Most Roethlisberger that's was it. a rookie. That's it. I mean, that's the only playoff meeting they've ever had. I mean, that's what's so weird about it. That's just kind of a little wrinkle in this that I don't think people recognize. They just assume when they show that graphic, oh, the AFC has been represented by Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger, yeah, what, 13 of the last They've, 14 Super Bowls? As much as I admire and glad Dick LeBeau, 80-year-old, uh, is coming back for another season and, and all that, his great Blitzberg, the so-called exotic blitz packages and everything else, impossible to be exotic when you're created on the uh, Ohio-Pennsylvania border, but uh, – <laughs> But either way, exotic rust belt. He would refuse to get out of. I mean, what he wants to do, and obviously Tom Brady and company would. It's a just bad matchup. Yes, right. spread them out. That's it. We're just going to spread you out. They're, solve that, Dick LeBeau, and he never would adjust to that. At minimum, Keith Butler at least uh, gives him different looks and everything. That's you know. So I think the defense maybe for Pittsburgh will. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to buy that Tom Brady isn't going to be able to to psychologically defeat and strategically defeat. Uh, the back end of the defense, the, Sean Davis and Artie Burns. He's going to turn Artie Burns, the rookie, around a few times, dupe him with some play action, so on and so forth. While I think that Bell is the engine of, of what happens there this weekend, I think he, you know he has another big game. I agree with you. I don't think that Pittsburgh is going to let him – or New England, sorry, is going to let Pittsburgh use him to make big plays. I think in terms of who wins the game – I think it will be Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. And, you know, there's a lot coming into this with Antonio Brown about the Facebook Live thing and et cetera, et cetera. You know, Tomlin really came down on him hard in the press conference, and I think Brown knows that. But this team loves Antonio Brown. They want him to succeed, and I think that they will find ways to have him have the big game in this one. I think that's going to end up being a big part of this. And Malcolm Butler's a good corner. 
Um, but I don't think he's one of the shutdown corners in the NFL, and I think those two will match up with each other plenty, and I think Brown comes away making the play that wins this I just, game. You know, I believe uh, I, money is right, though. How People good is that Pats forget. defense, though? Like, how, how, like, do you really feel like that Pats defense is great? No. Okay, and you've got – so what's the better running back? I mean, I know you talk about Deion Lewis in the mid – you want Deion Lewis or you want Le'Veon Bell? When does that ever I'm just, matter, just, I'm just saying, No, no, no but Patriots. wait, just wait. Let's just go unit by unit. You know, I mean, you can make a case that the Pittsburgh defense right. is just as good, if not better, yes. than the Pats. Now we go offensive line. Which offensive line would you rather have? I think Pittsburgh's. Exactly. All right, so better. now which running back would you rather have? Which number one wide receiver would you rather have? They don't have Gronk. I mean, you've got a Tom Brady, like I said, who got beat to hell against the Texans. Now, of course, we're taking him all day, every day, over Ben Roethlisberger. But when you lay it all out like that, it's not as lopsided a matchup as I think a lot of people are, are figuring just because of the oh, Patriots' yeah. mystique. I don't think anyone – I mean, if, anyone if, if it's just it's a single-game yeah. showdown, right. I mean, you can make a pretty compelling case for Pittsburgh. It's funny yeah. that you say that because I talk about the mystique thing all the time and the human beings that gets in your head whether you want to admit it or not, that it must be hard to be, especially in January, to look across the sideline and be like, oh, my God, there's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Oh, right. That, that, that has to happen to human beings. So whether or not they can, the Steelers can shake that off because Levy and Bell never fumbles, and the Steelers' pass catchers as a whole are sure-handed. Is this the week where they start not doing what's in their character, and that because of the mystique? I don't know. I'm, I'm that. That's what worries me. That the, legitimately that what you know. Teams that play the Patriots, those things start happening to them. Why do they happen to them? You can make the well, they do weird things with the footballs, or you can buy that the the mystique is for real. And I mean, I, what, did, what did Armin just say? What five minutes ago when I said, look, the, the Texans were in that thing for a quarter and a half, yeah. almost a full half, and and you said they win that game. They, they win need that game. to believe. It's not. They Pittsburgh could win needs, that game. Pittsburgh needs something to believe. And that and, Texans and the, run game's been garbage. Their quarterback garbage. Right. All, they they had, don't have an NFL offense. That's so, an and yet they were in that game. It is seven to Eli Rogers and yeah. the 81 and the 15 and those secondary pass catching options out there that win this game for Pittsburgh or we get another I wish they still had Heath Miller. Yeah. You know, just Funny, for that one big they basically that do, it just, I know, it's just I don't a different think the crowd name. even exactly. knows. Exactly. <laughs> name's James. I agree that that uh, the Texans nearly beat them and I agree that um they got beaten up a lot in that game. I just wonder if that actually doesn't help because Belichick you saw at the end of that game where other other people on the Patriots sidelines were celebrating and having a great time and saying we want a playoff game and you saw on Belichick's face it was like I, he he's drilled them this week and he's made sure that they understand that they did not play well when they yeah. beat the Texans. And that might just be the the sort of wake up call that the uh, that the Patriots needed. Ah, uh, well, it should be good. Let's hope it is good. I think we can all agree that what America wants is a black and gold Super Bowl, right? I don't, I, I, I don't know about that. You I think people prefer? It. I can agree with it. I, I, I don't I, not want, not to remember. Well. You're talking about 120 million people. You know what I mean? If we so, took a poll of which one they want to see, just uh, it, I guess 12, 12, the, 12 v 12 for the 12 v 12 uh, is for what the they want. Crown of 21st uh, that's century. That's what they want. I'm, I don't want the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Pat's no, we have, we have really Pat's sorry, fatigue but, for certain, but yeah. that's if you that's, ask. That's I mean, one. That if we is, don't get to see it, that would be sad not yeah. in their careers. And putting aside the I agree. your team I, is, I, is I, in the championship. There is no question. That's a fair point. The majority sad not wants to see those, teams, those two point. teams play each other. What's the worst ones? I don't know if there is a I bad one. I don't think one. there is a bad one. Honestly, I mean, like, if you want me to. I think it's Falcons be in, Patriots. It's going to be involving the if Falcons. If it's Falcons right. Patriots, because yeah. don't, wouldn't you know, as soon as the second game ended on Sunday, this Sunday, you would just know, all right, we have two weeks of trying to delude ourselves into thinking this is going to be a game. There's what? no way. No. The Atlanta Falcons, no, 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 that's not it. I think yeah. it's just the, 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 the Falcons are the Falcons. If you had the Falcons going against the Patriots, I would – I mean, I don't know what I would bet, a tattoo or something, but there's – I mean, there's – I like this. There's, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I like I'm feeling this. The Falcons would not beat oh, the Patriots that, in a Super You know what it is? I fell into that trap happen. last week. I fell into that right. trap last week when I took Seattle. And watching yeah. that game, I recognized – my God, how do you stop this team? Yeah, this is I mean, that, 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 you, how do you stop this team? Every single one. You'd have sat there and said the same thing when the Rams played the Patriots when this whole thing got started, and, and you'd have been wrong then. So I, I don't. I, it could be the 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 other end of that of that whole dynasty. Look at that, completing the circle, handsome Hank. Either way, we're looking forward to going to well Houston. Done, I guess Hank. one more week. Thanks. Uh, Happy fortieth, bud. Here, oh. yeah. Happy birthday to handsome Hank. Happy title game weekend. Drink it in, everybody. You only have. 
Then otherwise you have the, the festival of a Super Bowl. This is really your last yeah. proper Sunday of football for a long, long time. Enjoy it. Thanks to Matt Money-Smith, Handsome Hank, Matt Harmon, everybody behind the glass. Make sure you tune in. Eternal Red Zone, 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday and NFL Pick'em. We went by. We went too long. Uh, and I'm still talking it. here. You I don't care. It. NFL Pick'em, 8.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 1.30 on Saturday. I'm not a pro's pro. I never claimed to be. Well, I do all the time. All right. That's it there for it everybody. I think that we've, we've said all there is to be said. So now we'll just sit here until the Well, no. What about your sign-off line? Well, I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to hit the post. Hey, everybody. It's been a thin slice of heaven. I missed you were late again. He <laughs> did it again. again. Should we do it one more time? No. Let's do it right. Oh, come no. on. Oh. Okay. One more time. One more time. <laughs> oh. In the name of all that is just and holy. He's going to miss it again. Go get him, Pittsburgh Steelers. Super Give him what for. Until then, been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.